Hey everyone and welcome back to the Kate Hamilton Health Podcast. I am your host Kate Hamilton. So we are on episode 7 and today I am going to discuss uh, the topic of dealing with overwhelm in relation to your weight loss and your fitness goals. Um, okay, not all but a lot of us and a lot of my listeners, a lot of my clients and myself included, uh, we come from an era of diet culture and slimming clubs, okay? Which what happens here then is it gives us this black and white thinking, this all or nothing, this on the wagon, off the wagon kind of approach to health, to fitness, to dieting, to weight loss, to everything really. Um, we're used to restriction and we're used to that kind of cycle of, oh, Monday to Wednesday, we're on at 100%. Thursday, we're at about, at about like 40%. Friday, 20%. And Saturday, Sunday, um, all hell breaks loose. And we're back to square one again then on Monday. So this is kind of how I lived my life for years. I tried every diet under the sun. So I did Weight Watchers. I did Slimming World. I was paleo. I even went vegan for a while. I did keto. I've tried absolutely everything. I did any type of diet that any famous person had. I tried it all. And so basically every diet under the sun. But I had this serious all or nothing approach. So it would be, I just, you know, it'd be like, I have to do this 100%. So I get dive head first in, do everything absolutely perfectly. And I'd have it all planned out. So just say I'm like, okay, it's just say it was this time of year. And I was like, right now I want to diet and I want to be like super skinny for Christmas. And it was always skinny. I always wanted to be skinny. Um, and I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to weigh nine stone by Christmas. Now keeping in mind that I'm five foot six, you know, weighing nine stone. You know, I weighed nine stone probably when I was about 14, if even. Um, but I wanted to be nine stone by Christmas and I'd be, I would get my calendar out. I would count out all the weeks and I'd be like, okay, so that's, let's for argument's sake say there's, oh, there's 16 weeks. Okay. So if I stick to this diet really hard, like, or even when I was counting calories back then, I didn't really understand it. I'd be like, I put into my fitness pal, can, you know, to lose two pounds a week. So then it would be something ridiculous, like 1200 calories. And I'd be like, if I stick to this and I lose two pounds a week. I'll be there, I'll be. I'll have reached my goal and I'll be so skinny by Christmas. So I used to do this all the time with different diets and obviously what would happen is I would be really, really on the ball, like on the wagon and do everything really, really right. In my head it was right um, and absolutely perfectly for about a week, two weeks if I was lucky. And then what would happen is life would actually happen and things wouldn't be able to go perfectly so my mind would be like oh you fucked it up now what's the point you know you failed another diet and like I would then feel really really guilty and I would give up and it would take me a long time then to not a long time but a period of time before I try something new rather than just sticking with the basics I'd move on to the next thing and I would try that so it kind of um made the fact that I was always dieting you know I'd I'd gain a bit of weight then I'd lose a bit of gain a bit lose a bit so it was never massively overweight but it was just a really unhealthy um relationship with dieting that I had um I went through a stage then as well that I was absolutely obsessed with like clean eating so I literally this is actually how I ended up getting into nutrition coaching um was I remember for ages 
I was go I just wanted to be healthy. So I was Googling what is healthy, what's healthy food, what's, you know, because I've become so obsessed with, oh, there's, um, you know, there's chemicals in this and that's not, and then it was like, I need to be eating locally, I need to be eating organically, I need, like, oh, what's in this meat and what's, you know, I need to only have grass fed and, um, oh, it just became like a little bit obsessive and to the point I remember having a conversation with my friend one time about tea bags and she was like, oh yeah, no, they, they bleach those tea bags. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to give up tea. Tea isn't okay. Um, and like, obviously, you know, I had all these irrational thoughts about clean eating and stuff. But like, in reality, I never really stuck with it for more than a few weeks ever anyway. So it never developed, thankfully, never developed into any type of eating disorder. But it was definitely disordered eating that I was going through um, to a certain extent. But what I've realized from working with loads of women over the past um, while is that a lot of this is really common. Um, this all or nothing thinking, maybe not as much the kind of the obsessive kind of road I went down with that. But um, in general, a lot of a lot of women have this all or nothing, you know, on the wagon, off the wagon kind of um, mindset when it comes to dieting. That is just from years of diet culture, really, and kind of going around in circles. So I find a lot of that needs to be dealt with early on in the program before we can really make any further progress. So I kind of find like, you know, I'll give you an example. So I've had plenty of clients who will start the Nourish, Move and Shine program at about a thousand miles an hour. Um, so they want to eat everything clean like and I'm not not making fun of these people whatsoever this is me like this is exactly how I always approached nutrition and diets until I learned this approach basically um, so a thousand miles an hour and everything's clean every, workouts every day walks every day no chocolate no crisps um, and basically no life like they put their lives on hold and then it's everything 100% for the program and like I've had plenty of texts from people starting out within the first week and they're like oh my calories are very high I'm finding it really hard to reach my calories um, and like that would always be a red flag to me because I'm like okay it can be hard to reach your calories if you're eating really really clean and that's fine some days if you if you're not hitting them but we're not going to reduce the calories that we know you're actually going to be able to lose weight on because then you're going to teach your body that it needs less calories to lose weight. So we're not going to do that. And life will get in the way. So they're, like what I'd always what I always say to my girls is, you know, when you have a boring day in, day out, kind of groundhog day, midweek day where everything's in routine, it's really easy to stick with your calories. And on days like that, if you're a couple of hundred calories under and you're full, like I wouldn't say go eat something for the sake of it um, just because you're under your calories because you don't need to hit it 100%. But um, what will ha usually happen is there'll be something on at the weekend where they'll need a few extra 100 calories. And overall throughout the week then it all balances out. So the other thing I find with what happens um, after a week or two is some of these girls have a bit of a wobbly moment that if it wasn't for like you know the support and the coaching through the program they would fall off the wagon and I've had a few of them say to me that if I was in a slimming club now without that kind of level of support to pull me back in I'd be gone so what what I mean there is that 
something yeah so they've had two weeks of everything's perfect and they could feel their clothes are starting to get loose so they're feeling great everything's really good and then they have a weekend away and they're like they're oh I'm, they spend the whole weekend away really stressed trying to keep to it and you know obviously everything just goes astray as it does when you go on a weekend away which it should you know you should relax let your hair down enjoy yourself um but the guilt creeps in and so they don't they're not even enjoying themselves on this weekend away and then suddenly um they come back and they feel shit they feel guilty because they think they've done something terribly wrong they think the whole diet's ruined the past two weeks they step on a scales the scales are telling them that they haven't lost any weight when actually any weight that they're probably holding on to is probably just bloating and a bit of water from the extra sugar or whatever that weekend and within a day or two would actually be gone um, and if they fall back into that vicious cycle of guilt give up feeling hopeless restricting again repeating and it's just this constant cycle so it's kind of at that point and that's nearly my favorite part of the program because a lot of us like we do there's no most people need to figure it out for themselves they need to have that wobbly moment on their journey where they're like wow okay i you know i haven't ruined it all and they realize when they just get back to their healthy habits that it everything's okay and within a, within one day of tracking their calories and getting a walk in doing what they need to do they feel really back on it and it's actually our minds that are our worst enemies when it comes to making things seem so much worse than they actually are um yeah come on just check my little notebook what i've written down about it next yeah okay so basically what it when it comes to progress okay we need to stop thinking of it in a linear fashion so what i mean there is it's not like oh i've i've come this far and then i have one weekend away oh suddenly i'm back down to the bottom of the mountain it like that's not how it works and um, what i want you to do now is to picture progress as like a continuum as a cycle so kind of picture a circle in your head okay and so things never need to be perfect you can hop on this continuum on this circle wherever whatever stage you're at and this is the beauty of the nourish move and shine program because i have women at different stages of their health fitness weight loss journey um, and it, it it works because they are hopping on this continuum where they're at and working from where they're at um, so it's just about taking on one habit at a time and if things t get too much then taking a step back so and like one habit might take a long time to work through and that's fine and taking a step back so like basically what i mean here is growth happens outside of the comfort zone so nothing ever grows in the comfort zone we get too comfortable um is not a good thing all the time obviously comfortable at half nine at night before you go to bed is great unwind you know but in general we need to push ourselves out of our comfort zone every day in order to grow so that would be mean different things but too much if we push ourselves too much out of our, our comfort zone then that's when overwhelm sets in um, and when you feel overwhelmed this is where giving up happens where you throw in the towel you're like oh this is not for me oh this is too much and you're gone and you jump off okay so the difference with when you think of it think of progress instead of like steps okay when you think of it as steps and you're like oh this is too much and then you jump off the steps and like you know and then you're back to square one whereas if you think of it as a, a continuum then you don't you don't jump off the continuum you never have to come off the continuum once you make a decision to better your health and 
your lifestyle, you never have to come off that continuum. Sometimes you might stop. You might stop for a year at some at some stage of the continuum, depending on what's going on in your life, realistically. But, or you might take a few steps back on the, the continuum. Or you might really race forward. It depends on what stage of your life, what's going on. But the continuum is always there. And when, once you're on it, and you're, you make a conscious effort to stay on it, how you progress on it is totally up to you so basically i've created anyway this continuum that i'm talking about i have created okay and there are 10 steps to this continuum okay so they get so they kind of it's progressive okay so you, when you start your health and fitness lifestyle whether it's weight loss whether whatever your goals are you're going to jump on this where you can manage. Okay, so you're going to start at number one and be like, oh, I've got that under under my belt. Number two, that should be fine. So you're going to start and you're going to work your way up. When you get to a place on this continuum that you find difficult, that you find challenging, you stop there. You focus on that habit, whether it's for a week, whether it's for two weeks, whether it's for a month. You need to stop putting time limits on this because if we really want to make long-term lasting change, then we need to work through these habits. So taking your time with it, maybe then you're, you, you think you've mastered that habit and you move on to the next stage of the continuum and then you're like, holy shit, I'm too overwhelmed. Then you're like, okay, step back. Not ready for this yet. That's fine. I'll go back and revise my other stages, make sure I have all the other bits of this continuum in place before we move on to the next one. So, and what I find is, I'm going to go through these stages now in a minute, but what I find is with a lot of women who start on my program as well, that some of them aren't ready to track their calories straight away. They come in and they think they're like, oh yeah, ready. Okay, let's go. 1600 calories. I'm ready. Um, but then when it comes to it, it's, it's nearly impossible for them to stick to it because of various lifestyle um, situations, basically. So it really, really depends. And there's loads of other habits to work on. The thing is, there's so much more you have to have in place before you get to the stage of tracking your calories, really. OK, so I'm going to go through these. Now, one second, I'll have it on my notebook, my little continuum. So I will go through it with you now. But. um, Yeah, so like I said, there's 10, 10 stages to this continuum. OK, so starting at number one. And this is like the, the pyramid that I talked about in the last episode. Number one is rest and recovery. If you haven't listened to my episode on rest and recovery, it's number six. It's the one before this episode. Have a listen. It's so, so, so important. I know we've got um, really tired moms out there who cannot control a whole lot of what's going on when it, when it comes to sleep. If they've got kids that are and babies that are waking all through the night. But... There are other habits there that you can manage and to try and just put in that little bit of self-care. So that needs to be established first. You need to be prioritizing a little bit of rest, a little bit of recovery, a little bit of self-care before you can go further on this continuum in a healthy manner. OK, and all the other steps won't actually fall into place if you're not well rested and well recovered. OK, so that is number one. So go back and listen to that. OK, number two is eating more whole foods. So you might have your rest. So like, you know, I know like my sister, for example, she did my program and she was like, sleep, got it. 
not a bother she sleeps like at least nine hours every night she's like you know that's one habit i can tick off no bother and um, so she's straight on then to the next step once you've got sleep under control or you know obviously you know the mums that it's completely out of their control you have the other some other rest and uh, recovery habits in place then it's time to move on to step two on the continuum which is eating more whole foods so again there's an episode there on nutrition and my thoughts around it so have a listen to that but you know being basically whole foods are foods that have one ingredient that you know a banana porridge oats an egg you know that kind of stuff um or even minimally processed foods where we kind of five ingredients or less so trying to build your meals around healthy whole foods now at this stage you're not restricting anything okay what i want you to do at stage two is crowd out the shit okay so what you're doing is breakfast you're adding in okay how can i get as much healthy whole foods into my breakfast and fill yourself up on really good nutritious foods so think about um the perimeter of the grocery store like you know think the perimeter of tesco or duns or aldi or wherever where you've got your fresh produce you're you're you you know what kind of ingredients and um, that we're talking about these single single ingredients the actual foods that are the foods or you know five ingredients or less so trying to fill your diet with as much nutritious food as you can um rather than trying to restrict me like oh, i'm giving up chocolate i'm giving up sugar don't just add in more fruit and vegetables add in a little bit more kind of lean protein into your meals add a bit more just add the good stuff instead of getting loads of takeaways start making fake aways um there's so many ways to do this just you know and instead of skipping lunch and grabbing a muffin or like a breakfast roll start bringing a packed lunch with some healthy you know ha make yourself a healthy sandwich and bring that with you with with a yogurt and some nuts and some fruit or something you know that um there's definitely what so just start doing that will be the next stage okay when you think you've managed that you're starting to add more stuff in time to start thinking about about movement looking at your daily movement if you're someone who works in an office or works from home and you're not and you're busy it can be really really hard to get some daily movement in i was actually talking to a client about this today when i was in the gym about that's one of the biggest issues i think for people in society now is the lack of movement the lack of daily movement and i think people aren't even aware of how inactive they are and i really don't mean that from a judgmental point of view i mean it it's just the way society has gone and um, so it the next stage there would be to deliberately put in a walk as many days as, as you can each week find when you can fit it into your day it doesn't have to be a really fast exercise walk just getting out moving your body getting a little bit of fresh air adding some steps into your day so like again I cover this in another podcast as well different ways that you can get the steps in like parking further away from where you're going walk to the shop instead of drive if it's close by you know when you have time if you have a really busy week try and get out for a walk more than at the weekends to, so you're just building up that everyday movement because it's that everyday movement that is going to make a huge difference difference to your daily calorie burn than any t workout you're going to do in the gym and it's just a habit that once you have it in place you will be you'll never want to let it go it's just because of how good it's going to make you feel it's going to re-energize you make you f uh, just feel so vibrant it's just so worth putting this in place and start small again with with the walks make that a little continuum start five minute walk 
walk outside your front door, walk for five minutes, walk back for five minutes, build it up. It doesn't matter as long as you're doing more than you did before. Just start where you are and just get moving. Use a five minute action. So these five minute actions that I say here are like, you know, you don't feel like doing it. You're like, oh, is that tired? I really don't want to go for a walk. And you're like, right, I'm going to put my runners on. I'm going to go out for five minutes. So you'll go out for five minutes. And once you get out, chances are you're going to keep going. And if you don't, then you'll, you've given yourself guilt-free permission to stop after five minutes. And it's five minutes more than what you had done. But in general, you'll find that you'll keep going and you'll feel so much better. And it doesn't have to be this hugely competitive thing. It's just get out and walk and do what you can that day. Um, so that's step number three. So do you see how we haven't even got near tracking calories yet and how some people won't need to start doing that just yet by making these small changes in your life can be absolutely life like life changing um, and make such a difference to your health, to your fitness and to your weight loss goals as well. So number four, hydration. OK, so getting some water into you. There's plenty of people out there who are drinking nothing but coffee or monster drinks or god knows what else but they are full, filled with caffeine and caffeine actually dehydrates you so it's important to start getting what you really need is about two liters of water a day now i know that might be impossible for some people there's ways to try and just build it up you know have carry a little bottle with you if you're at home have a pint glass with you you know try and divide it up a little bit have a pint of water before you eat anything in the morning there's loads of different habits you can put in place around um getting your hydration up if you really really struggle with water actually i talked about, i knew this sounded very familiar i talk about this in my recovery um podcast number six but yeah if you're really really struggling with water put a drop of dilute stuff into it a bit of my wadi or something it's better than nothing um, and start hydrating yourself it'll actually clear your mind and again give you more energy so that also needs to be in place because you need to be drinking enough water to help you digest the food the healthy foods that you're eating so if you're just throwing shitloads of vegetables into you and you're not getting any water you're going to get really really fucking bloated and that's not going to be fun so hydrate number four and obviously these um, the order I have these in are my own personal opinion of what I think is most important to come one after the other. Someone can argue with me and say one is more important than the other. And that's fine. Flip those if, if you think that's the case. But in general, this is what I find works. Number five, then, is organization. Another podcast on that one. So go back and listen to organization. But you need to get systems in place is the next stage. OK, particularly any of those busy ladies, full time jobs, kids, anything like that, and anything that where you don't have the time to kind of do things bit by bit. OK, you're going to have to get those systems in place. You're going to have to organize yourself and plan what meals you're going to have for the day. Go do a grocery shop, have all the right foods in place. Um, I would go as far as to say that you're going to like yeah, plan exactly what you're going to have to eat the next day before you go to bed that night so you're waking up with a plan and then if it goes a little bit off plan that's okay but at least you've got a structure in place which is going to just make things that much easier and you're much more likely to stick with it if that's the case um okay then number six number six is portion control so there are five full stages to go through before you even think about starting to track your calories um 
portion control can be tracking calories it can be visually on a plate looking at, at how much you can it can be intuitive where you're actually listening to your body if you want to lose weight eating to about 80 percent full if you want to maintain your weight eating until you are full but eating slowly and mindfully at a table with no distractions um, it can be tracking calories on my fitness pal it can be following hand portions um, which people learn about on my program there's loads of different ways to portion control some people actually use it intermittent fasting and things like that to um to control it and there's, there's loads of different ways it's just about finding what works for you but before you try and control your portions or your calories or whatever get the other stages in place first it's just so so important um, number seven strength training now i am a huge advocate of strength training it is so important i think everyone from your child to your granny should be strength training and again i talk about this in another podcast but it's so so important but when it comes to weight loss and health the other things are more important first okay so some people when they want to lose weight they jump straight in they like hire a personal trainer and they dive headfirst into the gym and everything else is still in fucking chaos and it's just never going to be sustainable so get this get the basics in place first then add in your strength training and it'll be it'll tie in so nicely and it is such an important part of the journey and uh, for so many different reasons but it it needs to come at the right time really now don't get me wrong you can you can start off strength training from the very beginning but it's not it, it shouldn't be your main focus it you know make sure that the other things are in place as you're you're embarking on the strength training uh, journey then number eight i have mobility so that's stretching working through any mobility issues you have is really important especially when you're strength training and you're starting to lift heavy because the stronger you get the stiffer you're going to get again i talk about this in my recovery um podcast of how important that is so you're going to add that in next um then number nine is when we'd start looking at macros and macronutrient balance which is how how much protein how much carbohydrates and how much fat you should be eating every day or in each meal and um, it's not important for like 90 percent of people because once you're in a calorie controlled diet eating healthy foods and getting plenty of movement in for most people it is enough and um, it's that 10 percent that are looking towards you know sports performance and things like that and you know competitions photo shoots that kind of stuff where we start to get a little bit more specific some people enjoy it and macronutrient balance can be interesting too and we kind of would look into it a bit when we get to the portion control stage as in if you're feeling hungry and you're feeling cravings we need to up the protein a little bit but we do it in a casual manner and actually strictly tracking your macronutrients is not that important and it can be extremely overwhelming and puts a lot of people off. I've hopped on diets and started there at number nine and wondered why I couldn't stick to it. You know, when I look back, like it makes perfect sense. Like how could I possibly when I literally um, was drinking every weekend and sitting on my ass all week and I wanted to be tracking my macros because, you know, I thought I was an athlete or something. I don't know. So um, that's number nine. And number 10 then is sports performance and maybe supplements depending on the person in relation to to what their goals are and what where they're deficient and that kind of stuff and um, so again 
we're talking athletes anyone we're prepping for competition that kind of stuff will be in this category and most people won't ever need to, need to get this specific but um but it is there on the continuum and that's kind of the highest part of the, the continuum so as you can see we're all going to hop on in different places so one person who starts my program might literally be at stage one so they might spend the first four weeks working through one two three for you know they might it mightn't be till about week six or seven that they actually get to the stage of tracking their calories and that's totally okay because they're putting the foundations in place and they're getting fantastic steady base for when they are ready and they will be ready and the thing is anyone can work their way all the way to the top of this continuum if they really want to so if you really want to you know be get competitive in a sport or you know yeah play team sports yeah competitively or anything or you're you know you're you're doing some sort of competition in some sport you can get there no matter what age you are but the thing is most of us don't really want to so there's no need to put that level of commitment at level 10 in because we don't need to we only most of us want like most of us i'm speaking for other people but for like for example myself i want to be healthy i want to have good energy I want to be strong and mobile as I get older. So I want to have energy for my kids now and for my life and really enjoy it and um, live it to the full. And then as I get older, I want to maintain my strength and my mobility so that as I age, I don't deteriorate physically and can still do all the things that I enjoy. So that is kind of my goal with my lifestyle. And then obviously, you know, perks of being able to wear things that you enjoy wearing and stuff are nice, but they're not my true why. And um, the kind of the aesthetics that come with strength training is, is secondary to me. But so therefore, I kind of only ever really go as far as number eight. So I would say I'm about on eight of the continuum um, when and I'm particularly at that stage now because I am working on, on my mobility, trying to fix an injury. Um, I don't have any particular desire to go to nine or ten. Um, I don't need to track my macros that closely. I would be conscious of how much protein I eat every day, but I would put that more in my portion control stage. And then sometimes I take a step back and I don't portion control. And that would very much depend on what stage of the year it is, what's going on in my life. Um, but I so I move up and down from that continuum. I always like I would I always make sure that I'm resting and recovering well. I'll always add some whole foods to my diet. I'll always get a walk in when I can. Um I always drink two liters of water every day. These are habits that I've built up over the years. They're always there. I am an organized person. That's a habit that I've built up over time. Again, that's always there. Even you know, okay, on holidays I let loose a little bit and I'm not as organized because I'm on holidays, but I'll come back and the first thing I'll do is make a plan because that's it's just a habit I have in place. So one to five is completely, I have it down. I don't even think about it anymore. And it's great that you, you like you will get to that stage, but there's no rush to get to that stage. Work through it one stage at a time till you get there. And then what I do is from about five onwards, I move up and down from five to eight. Like actually I probably, I probably will put strength training before portion control. But anyway, that's, you know, six or seven. I might swap those. But, um, if I was to do, if I was to put that on Instagram, I might swap those around. I'll just put a little note on that there. That I, and then my strength training, I would always strength train. So 
when it comes to portion control and mobility I'm coming in and out of it a bit you know I, I should be doing my mobility more I am focusing on it now at the minute and portion control again it depends on what's going on in my life but those first five stages so I'm kind of always about halfway around the continuum sometimes I go a little further up and then I take a little step back because it suits my life at different stages so don't be afraid to jump on so start at number one look uh, look I will put this continuum up on my Instagram anyway look at what stage you're at okay what ones you already have down under control and then st and start on the first one that seems challenging okay what one are you going to find hard so maybe you're like okay rest and recovery I've got that down I, I'm I can eat more whole foods I kind of do that anyway that's fine daily walks right fuck haven't been haven't gone for a walk in weeks that's where you need to start okay so you're, you're going to keep the rest and recovery going you're going to keep the whole foods going then you're going to add in the daily walks um and that's basically what the nourish move and shine program is all about like you have kind of weekly checklists and things to cover but it's kind of, it's a, it's generalized in that way but then you're going to focus in on what you can do and then you'll know what to build on next from that um and it's just such a fantastic way to focus on weight loss on yeah, on weight loss, on health, on fitness, like you never need to jump off that continuum. You just might need to take a few steps back. But like, you know, life can be hard. Shit happens, like things get in the way and weight loss and health and fitness is not always going to be your main priority. It's not always going to be anyone's main priority. And when it isn't, you just take a step back. And before you know it, some of those habits are going to be in place without you even realizing it by just making them daily habits. So again, looking at your why, why you're doing this in the first place will, will keep you on that continuum and then the level of it will change depending on where you're at. So I went on a major spiel there. I hope that you find some benefit in that. If you do, again, please do share this podcast on your stories. Give me, uh, give me a tag or send it to your friends and um share the message yeah and if anyone is interested in my program it's 12 week nourish move and shine program where we work on all of these kind of habits let me know give, give me a message on instagram is probably usually the best place to get me but you can email me otherwise so instagram facebook and tiktok you'll get me on um at kate hamilton health or my email address is kate hamilton health at gmail.com and uh, message me if you'd like to learn any more about that and otherwise I will talk to you all next week.